Turn to Matthew 28, reading 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Evening, or last Sunday night, Bill Garrett was was here, and he was using the screen, and from right here, I, I'm thinking that it'll work a little bit better for me if I'm here with the podium, and, and I won't have my back, because I want to, um, I want to be able to, to talk to you tonight about the work in India. Bill and Donna did not come here just because it happened to be, um, on the um, be on on the on their path, they came here because Graber Road supports their work in Lewistown. Bill has Bill is a devoted Christian. He is very devoted to developing the church, and he's grateful for all the work that we do. And is that me, Daniel? What am I doing? I don't know. Okay, so the Garretts were here, and they <laughs> and and they didn't just come to Rosenberg because Rosenberg is is you know on the on their bucket list. Well, maybe it is on their bucket list because they really do appreciate all the work that. Well, our support. Okay, we support them uh, with financial help, but next week. We're all, several of us, or not next week, but in a couple weeks during spring break, a few of us are going to be going up to, um, going to be going up to, up to Lewistown and helping them, helping them with that work there. And so we're fulfilling our obligation under the Great Commission. And um, in May, Roberto Indong, he'll be coming here from the Philippines and he'll be talking to us. And then in July, our youth will be going up to, to Colorado to help up there. And then we'll be doing the, the Philippines box. And, and so it seems like, or if you look at it, Graber Road is doing a lot to fulfill its obligation under uh, its obligation of the Great Commission of Matthew 28. You know, when the Lord gave that, Great Commission in Matthew 28. He put an obligation. He put an obligation on all of us. He put an obligation on us and on this congregation to spread the gospel. And these mission works that we're doing is an effort to fulfill that obligation. An effort to not just fulfill an obligation, but to take a better lifestyle, a better worldview, and share that with people who don't know the truth and who don't know that. So tonight, I'm going to talk to you about, about the, the mission trip that Sharon and I just completed to India. And not only just the, the trip that Sharon and I completed, but I also want to talk to you about the Indian work to make sure that, that you, you know about that. So, um, so it began... The trip began on the 17th of, uh, or actually on January 30th, but it began even before that. It began, Sharon and I began, say, in September, October, trying to develop our lessons 
and and to um, to be prepared to go. But the trip from Houston to Bangalore, it, it went via Frankfurt in in Europe, and and um, and the whole trip from Houston to Bangalore, door to door, three days, twenty seven hours, and only about. Three or four of those hours were, were not in a plane. 10,000 miles and 11 and a half hours advanced in time zone. Practically halfway around the world. And everybody's been asking me, are you back on your time zone? Are you back? And, and I think I'm pretty much, pretty much back on, uh, got my body adjusted. One thing that worries me though is I went to, I went and had barbecue today and the barbecue sauce tasted like curry. And so now I'm worried if if I don't have, if I haven't haven't compromised my taste buds or something. But once we got to Bangalore, once we got to Bangalore, then we eventually had another five and a half or six hour drive from Bangalore down to E Road, and that's through the through the town of Bangalore, 150 miles through the countryside um, on their interstate um, down into Bangalore. I mean, down into E-Road. So this is our itinerary. It went from January 30th to February 15th, 17 days. It took us three days to get there. And, um, and, then, and then we went into the hotel, and we had, we had Sunday worship service. We had Bible classes for eight days. We had gospel meetings out in the villages. And then we had a lot of travel. So... All told, we spent we spent four days in worship. We spent we spent eight class days and five travel days. We didn't hardly have any days to do to do nothing. We were we were busy all the time. When we weren't when we weren't doing something on this calendar, we were trying to get water. We were trying to change money. We were trying to to pack clothes or unpack clothes. So so that's our itinerary what you don't see on this is that is that we slept in six different beds if you want to call an airline chair an airline chair a bed we slept in six different places and um and and on this day right here when we departed the wheels the pilot punched the plane at 1205 and i checked it on on my on my clock 1205 on friday and we flew all day Friday, 27 hours. Friday lasted 27 hours that day. And we finally got back at, at around 2 o'clock in Houston. So that was, that was, that's the general itinerary that we followed. And so when, when we were planning for this, our main focus is classes, is to prepare the classes, um, to teach classes in India. We go there to give the brethren either lessons that they can teach or to edify them by through using our lessons, by using our lessons. The classes that were held in, in E-Road, so we, we held classes in, in E-Road, and then we held classes in Bangalore. And this, this map kind of shows a spread of where everybody came to get up to E-Road, where everybody came from. And this kind of shows the spread. Everybody from Bangalore or everybody that attended in Bangalore was pretty well close to Bangalore. But there were some people that traveled a long ways to get up to E-Road. 
Um, we, we, we put this on, um, or, or we taught these classes um, at the request of Petra Mobile Bible School, and I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, but that's one of the works that, that we support. And, and in E-Road, in E-Road, we taught, I taught, I taught 11 classes and Sharon taught 12, and the same thing in Bangalore. I taught on the book of Psalms. So I, I developed, I developed the lessons around the, the eight or 10 categories of the Psalms that you can have in precatory Psalms, penitential Psalms, messianic Psalms, worship Psalms. All of those are wonderful things. The, the brethren there said that they had never heard a psalm studied that way, but that's the way we studied it in Southwest. We, we went for three months studying just these big groups of, of psalms. Sharon went more for developing a, a spiritual development type class, developing people's faith, developing people's prayer, how to improve your prayer life, how to improve your family life, how to improve your Bible study. So... Those were the topics that, that, we, um, that we presented in these classes. Also, with the help of Graber Road, we presented or we gave out 166 Bibles in four languages. And so the, the, it, what you don't see in, in this is that in E-Road, in E-Road, you see it's very stable, 40 and 50, 40 and 50, right around there those last three days. That's because... These are all ministers. These are all people coming in from the villages, men who are preachers. They come in with their wives, and they come in, and, um, and there are some guests in there, but they, they come in, and they take these lessons back. Last year, I taught Revelations, uh, but they take these lessons back, and they use these lessons to teach. And so... Our lessons are developed, Sharon and I develop our lessons around practical applications, things that you can do to change people's lives because that's what the gospel is. That's what the word is about, changing people's lives. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we want to give, we wanted to give practical application. Um, and so we averaged in Bangalore, Around 30 to uh, 40, 30 to 40 students every class, and uh, uh, no, in E-Road, and then in Bangalore it was a little bit higher. But um, those are that was the classes, that was the class part, that was sharing my main focus um, for for going there. And so, um, so one of the other, oh, so so everybody likes to have. Their class photos. So, so they always insist that we have these class photos. Um, and um, I don't know if you can find me and Sharon in there. It's kind of hard to to see where we're at, but um, we're we're not really. We we kind of I think we kind of stand out. Kind of kind of different. But so there's the class photos, and everybody was wanted to uh, wanted to have the class photos. The classes were separate. Men and women's classes. That way, we could focus on on serving the men's needs and the women's needs. One other, when you go there, one other service that you provide is is that we go out and and I do some preaching. So on Sunday, 
on Sunday I preached I preached four four different uh, services for, on two different days, and then while we were in E Road, I preached in the evenings, and um, I preached on First uh, Peter chapter two um, because in First Peter chapter two, Peter tells us he reminds us that we are um, sojourners and pilgrims. And they could understand that I was a foreigner. But what they didn't understand is that they are a foreigner too in this world. We're all foreigners. Peter teaches us in that, in that passage that we're all foreigners in this world. If you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, this world isn't your home. You're just passing through this world. The child of God has a citizenship in heaven, is what Paul teaches us in Ephesians. And that citizenship, no matter what you think about your U.S. citizenship or your Indian citizenship or your whatever citizenship you have, that citizenship is more, is more valuable than anything in this world. There is nothing in this world worth, worth trading for that citizenship in heaven. And so that's the lesson that I taught. They, under, they seem to understand that. And so, um, and so one thing that, that you don't see on this slide is that our, our, where we were staying was so far from, from some of these congregations that we ended up, that when we left in the morning, we didn't return home until, we, until it was time to go home. If we would have returned home, We'd have been home for about 30 minutes, and then we'd have got back in the car, and we'd have, and we'd turn around and went back across the city. So, um, so, but these are these not only that, but these are some of the congregations that we support, or that are supported by the men that work for us and or, or work for um, for Graber Road, and then these are some of the congregations that were were out in the villages. And so now we're going to now want to spend time talking about Graber Road's work there. That was the preaching and the classes. That was why Sharon and I went there to support and to help these men here. They they announce that we're coming and they prepare classes and they have 40, 40 ministers show up in one place and they have 60 members and, and guests show up in another place. So they get the word out that, that people are coming from the United States to teach classes. And, um, and, they, and they, do, they, they do a lot of good work to help prepare for that. So these are the men that, that are full-time missionaries. They consider themselves missionaries in a world that's full of Hindu, in a Hindu world, they are preaching the gospel of Christ. This is Bangalore, and these are where their congregations are around Bangalore. If you notice, there are, there are six congregations, but there are only four men. And I'm going to explain that. But all of the congregations seem to support their own bills for their facilities. Most of the facilities, the congregations provide electricity, water, rent, and that kind of stuff. So Graber does not provide much in that support. But what Graber Road does do is support these men 
with salaries. The, the congregation provide li very little support to these four men and their families, financial support. The congregations are, are somewhat like us. They have Sunday morning worship. They have Sunday evening worship. They have ladies' class. They have midweek Bible studies. They have, they have what they call Friday cottage meetings, and they will meet in members' houses, and they will spend Fridays after work a few hours in prayers. And so um, they even have uh, youth class. They have, they have some special special classes, um, and special meetings too, kind of just, just pretty much like we do. So this is Leslie Lawrence, and he has a lot prettier smile than that one right there. That's the best one that I could get. I promise to get a better one next time. But uh, that's Leslie, and he, has, he probably has the most experience. He's, he's supported by Graver Road, and he probably has the most experience of all of them. He has been a, uh, a teacher in a preacher training school, just like what we attended in Southwest in Austin. He trained preachers. Um, he has been the preacher, the local preacher at the Banaswati Church of Christ for the last four or five years. They have 50 to 60 members every Sunday, and they, and they teach in two different languages, one of the things is about this congregation, in the last four or five years, they've had to move seven times. Seven times because, because the landlord has either increased the rent too much in, uh, or, or they won't even renew the, renew the lease. And they do that because for one reason or another, but they don't. But, but they, they, it's, it generally boils down to that they don't want a church in their building. Maybe it's not the landlord, but maybe it's someone that influences the landlord. And so the landlord either increases the rent or won't even, won't even uh, uh, allow him to rent. Uh, Devin Boo, he's, he's got 20 to 25 years experience. He's the preacher at the uh, Anna DePorum congregation. They hold three, three or four services, three, three services a day on Sunday in three different languages, maybe four, I'm not sure, it's three or four, three or four, three, three, okay, three services every Sunday in three different languages. They have probably 200, he says 200 to 250 members, but they don't all meet at the same time because they don't all speak the same language. And um, interesting thing about, about, Brother Devin Boo is that he is licensed to perform marriages and licensed to perform funerals, which is an important thing. You need that in the church, right? So he also goes out, and, and most of these men, or these men do that. They go out and they visit during the week. This is Ramesh John. He's the preacher at Palana Garden. He's got 20 years experience uh, preaching part-time, and, and he's got 10 years experience preaching full-time. The Palana Garden Church of Christ is in probably is in one of the most heavily populated Muslim areas of Bangalore. So they don't, they're not a very large congregation. They have 20 to 30 members, but that's because of the pressure around them. There's a lot of influence uh, uh, to, to, 
to avoid these people and, and, and they know who they are. Um, they recently began a second meeting in someone's home. Someone could not go, could not come out to worship. So they're going there and they're actually started a little church, a uh, home church in their, in, in their, uh, in someone's house. Last one, the fourth person, the fourth man that we have is Manuel Donraj. This is his family. Um, Manuel preaches three different sermons every Sunday, but in three different congregations. He drives over 80 miles every Sunday to attend the three different congregations of the Lord's Church. And um, he preaches at, and these are, these are the, uh-oh. These are the congregations, the Chickabanawar Church of Christ, the BTM layout, and the Yalanka layout, uh, Yalanka Church of Christ. Chickabanawar has about 50 members and is about nine years old. BTM layout's about eight years old with 50 to 60 members. The Yalanka Church of Christ has about 20 members, but it's only about a year and a half old. It got started from the BTM layout Church of Christ. A member at the BT, a member, a person was baptized at the BTM congregation, and they were some distance to the BTM from BTM congregation from their house. So they just started having church in their home, and now they've got now they've got 20, um, 20 people attending there on a regular basis. So man. Uh, Manual holds um, services on midweek services on at BTM layout in Chickabanawar. Yolanka hasn't got to the point where it has midweek services yet. So, so, um, so this is the work that that Graber Roads missionaries are doing inside Bangalore. This is part of the work that Graber Roads that, that these men are doing because they're also working through through something that they've developed called Petra Mobile Bible School. And from what I understand, this was the brainchild of, of Alan. That it's been around about 14 years. And it is, it's used, they use it as a way to reach out to the congregations in the villages and to reach out um, and serve the local preachers. Six times a year, they go out into these into the local villages outside, mostly south of Bangalore, but outside of Bangalore, they go out and they hold classes. Six times a year, two of them will go out and they will hold classes for three to four days. And when they hold classes for those three to four days, they, they teach for about four hours during, during each class. So they teach between 12 to 16 hours of classes. They have classes for members and non-members. And then they also... Um, they also preach at night. They preach four to five nights a week. Each one of them will go to a different congregation and hold a gospel meeting. So that's the work that this church is supporting through Petra Mobile Bible School. And, um, and these are the areas that, uh, that Graber Road in the last couple of years has, has shown a footprint in to, to evangelize in South India. Part of what they do is, is they go and they follow up 
they, they do this so there can be follow-up by the local preacher. They go out and they do this work, but then the local preacher is able to, to take the contacts that they make and reach out to the area around him. So, so they're developing quite a reputation, and, and they're using that as, as influence to get them in so that they can draw in people and preach the gospel. So, um, just a couple more slides. Last year I had this, this slide up. And I'm not sure if, it, if you remember it, but it seemed like there was some concern because this talks about the minority religions. And if you think about the minority religions, the religions that are in minority, Christianity is one of those. And so, and so what this shows is this shows prime minister, their prime minister of India, opening the first Hindu temple in, in Abu Dhabi. And this was a, a hate letter that was sent around a few years ago. I just wanted to bring this up because I'm really interested in what's going on what may be hindering the, um, the church uh, and, and the gospel. And I'm really, I'm particularly interested in what the government may be doing, because what will happen is the government, instead of enforcing your rights because you're a Christian, the government will ignore your rights and allow people to abuse your rights in these kind of situations. And, and that's what was going on. There were, there were actually ministers of Prime Minister Modi, who were making threatening um, statements against against the minority religions uh, a few years ago. I'm glad to say that, um, from what we're told, it seems like things have changed. The BJP, uh, which is the the party of uh, Prime Minister Modi, has seemed to have lost its influence in South um, in South India, and now. And now the, the Congress party seems to be taking over, and it's more of a more of a secular party. It's not it's not really its purpose is not to promote one religion over the other, like pretty much like BJP's is. So, so um, we have heard stories of persecution, but it's on an individual basis. And if you think about it, that's really that's really better than to see nationwide persecution. Um, we, we don't want to see the government hindering religion. And, and it doesn't seem like they're hindering, the government is doing any work or doing anything really at this moment to hinder the work of Graber Road. So, so fortunately, because of that, the money that we're spending there, the money that you're supporting, that you're giving to this congregation the wisdom that the elders have seen to, to employ these men is really going and really, ha, really having a significant influence on hundreds and maybe a few thousand people there um, each year. So I wanted to, I wanted to express a, um, a word of appreciation for what you're doing, for your willingness to, to give and for the elders for allocating this because <clears throat> when we give money and the elders allocate to work like this, it's helping each one of us to satisfy our responsibility 
our responsibility to the, to the Great Commission. In Matthew 28, the Lord said, Go therefore make nation, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. When we look at this obligation, we often see this command here, go. And Graver Road is going. Graver Road is going to the Bahamas. Your money and your support is going to Lewistown. Your money and your support is going to the Philippines. And it's going to, to um, India through free home Bible study, which many of you have a, have a part in. It's going out all over the world. Dan Beard gets, gets letters from all over the world. And he and John are working, John Prophet are working to fulfill those letters and, and, and get those lessons sent out. And, and, and other ones of you are working to, are getting letters from all over the United States, California, Ohio, Pennsylvania. So Graber Road is doing what it can and Graber Road is going. But just as important in this command here, just as important in this great commission here, is this part of the commission. Make disciples. Make disciples. Because wherever you go or wherever you at, you're at, that is the obligation. Make. Make disciples wherever you are. So we all have this obligation. We all have, and we're all pulling together, we're all trying to meet this obligation to make disciples. That is one important, the elders have made that one important focus, this an important focus of the work of this congregation. And so that's why, make disciples, that's why at the close of every sermon, the close of every devotional, we offer the invitation. Because, because no one should leave here. No one should should leave here without being a disciple, or if you're not a disciple, or if you are a disciple, no one should be here, leave here without having observed all things that Christ has commanded us. Brethren, if you're in either one of those situations, if you're not one of His disciples, or if you are one of His disciples, but you're not observing all of His commands, those can be a perilous position to be in. The elders, this congregation, the ministers, the members, we don't want any of us to be in that situation. We don't want anybody to be outside of Christ. So that's why, that's why we do this work. That's why we go to all this effort. That's why we give the treasure and the time to fulfill this obligation. And if you're here tonight, let me just offer you the invitation. There's no reason for you to be outside of Christ. Christ said to be baptized, you'll be baptized. We can, we can assist you with that and you can be baptized into Christ tonight. If there's something that you don't understand, if there's something wrong in your life, one of the important things about being a Christian is not only to make Christians, but to keep Christians saved. We want to make Christians, but we also want to teach them to observe, we want Christians to stay saved. 
And so if we can help you in either of those situations, there are people here who are prepared to do that. There are people here who understand the Bible. And all we ask is that you just come forward as we sing the invitation song.